What's going on, family? Happy Monday and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner. I hope you had an amazing Easter weekend. It was a huge weekend in the world of pro wrestling. We'll get into that as we kick off WrestleMania week here at the Faction. First of all, a big shout out, of course, to all of our friends and followers who hang out with us on the socials at the Faction Show. We greatly appreciate you. Big shouts to everybody who's joining us by way of podcast. Podcast. We honor and appreciate you as well. If you're not following, click the subscribe button and go ahead and give us a follow there on wherever you're joining us by way of podcast. Also, rate and leave a comment for us as well. Makes a massive difference. All right, let's jump into the news, shall we? We shall. First and foremost, this past Friday, SmackDown took place to an average of 2.036 million viewers, which is up by 5,000 viewers from last week. Pretty cool. Perhaps even more significant is how the number once again grew hour over hour. Hour one was actually 1.96 million. Hour two was 2.109 million, which says they actually picked up close to 150,000 viewers hour over hour. That is significant. That's the kind of numbers that you want to see happening on SmackDown. And again, I think SmackDown has right now the most intriguing lead in to WrestleMania of anywhere between SmackDown and Raw be it this situation with Bianca and Sasha Banks, be it the situation for the tag team championships. I love what's happening with Cesaro and Seth Rollins. And then, of course, the universal title picture with Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Edge. It's going to make for a great WrestleMania. And I'm going to give my WrestleMania thoughts in just a little bit. But needless to say, SmackDown was another hit. They're doing it well and a great lead in to WrestleMania week, which will include for the first time what's being dubbed as WrestleMania Friday as SmackDown will actually take on some of the matches that could have happened at WrestleMania, which includes the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. There will also be a SmackDown tag team title match as well. So look for WrestleMania SmackDown or WrestleMania Friday to be a big one leading into the weekend that is WrestleMania. So before I get into WrestleMania, I've got to talk a little bit about, well, Southern Honor Wrestling, of course. We had our big show, SHW 26, over the weekend, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, If you get a chance to check it out when it hits on IWTV, be sure to do that. One of the big pieces of news coming out of there, we had a debut the debut of former NWA TV champion, the outlandish one, Zicky Dice. He is an SHW, folks, and we'll have more information about that on the SHW podcast this Friday. So be on the lookout for that, and you can check it out at Southern Honor Wrestling's Facebook page this Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Now then to New Japan Pro Wrestling, who had Sakura Genesis yesterday on Easter Sunday, and well, there's mammoth news coming out of there as we have a brand new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion in the person of the one and only Will Ospreay, who defeats Kota Ibushi in Kota Ibushi's first defense of the new IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So if you've not been following along, 
Kota Ibushi really led the charge to combine and unify the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. There was a lot of fanfare, a lot of controversy around it. Remember, ever since last year's Wrestle Kingdom, when Tetsuya Naito walked out as a double champion, both titles have been defended simultaneously. Abushi felt like it would be more honorable to just have one title. So both titles were combined. A new belt was created, which was revealed just a couple of weeks ago. And his first title defense would be, of course, against the winner of the New Japan Cup, which in this case was Will Ospreay. Now, there's some interesting history connected to this. Consider the fact that last year's New Japan Cup winner, being evil, won the double championships from the champion Tetsuya Naito last year. So there's some history there. But add to that, Will Ospreay kicks off Wrestle Kingdom last year by defeating Kota Ibushi to win the Never Openweight Championship, which was a big deal. These two have had a great rivalry going over the last few years, and you just did not know what to expect. It was an amazing match. And Will Ospreay, who historically has been known for his high-flying acrobatic ability, leaned more on a power and ground game with some special sprinkles of the old Will Ospreay. And so, without question or debate, we've got a new champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's also significant because he is also holding the British Heavyweight Championship from Rev Pro, and he becomes the first British-born wrestler to become the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, which is wildly significant when you consider that folks like Lord Steven Regal, aka William Regal, or you look at people like Zack Sabre Jr., there's no other British wrestler in pro wrestling history that can say they have won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So congratulations to Will Ospreay, who really has made an impressive move going from the junior heavyweight slash cruiserweight division to bulking up to the heavyweight spot. And what does this mean for the future of New Japan Pro Wrestling with Will Ospreay as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. What does it mean for Kota Ibushi? And I know there were a lot of people who were looking at, you know, Kenny Omega, who's calling himself the belt collector at some point, having the opportunity to battle Kota Ibushi in an AEW versus New Japan Championship situation. Well, maybe that'll happen, but it certainly looks on hold for right now. Speaking of that, again, it is WrestleMania week, and I want to talk to you about the Forbidden Door when we come back. This is SHW25. What goes up? It's got to come down. He's oh, got wait a second. Oh, wait a second. Bull Buchanan's in the house here at SHW25. And he's going toe-to-toe with Austin Towers. Hey, look at the ring, GB. Wait a minute. Heads up, GB. Over the top. Somersault plancha. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Like this. No. All right, it's WrestleMania week, and there is a full week of action getting ready to take place. I want to kind of lead you through it, and then we'll talk about some specifics. So, of course, there's Monday Night Raw tonight, the go-home show for Monday Night Raw, leading into WrestleMania, which should be most interesting. You've got Drew McIntyre taking on King Corbin. King Corbin certainly looked to kind of cash in on that whole bounty that the WWE champion Bobby Lashley Put out for Drew McIntyre, which we've not formally talked about this yet, but I want to. The concept 
that the Hurt Business doesn't really exist anymore is very problematic for me. I will say that what I have heard is that a lot of people were against this. The only person for it was Vince McMahon, which is another whole situation which I may save for a hot take. It is definitely hot take worthy. But the Hurt Business isn't the Hurt Business anymore, and so that to some degree could kind of weaken Bobby Lashley going into the WWE Championship title match at WrestleMania. It makes me concerned as to whether or not he will be our champion following WrestleMania this weekend. Only time will tell. So you've got that going on. Raw is happening tonight. Tomorrow night on Peacock, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern, you have the Hall of Fame induction ceremony for both the class of 2020 and the class of 2021. So one thing that will be avoided as what we saw in 2019 in previous years, it will not be a live event. It has been pre-recorded. So people have come in and made their speeches. And again, COVID protocols, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Two full classes to be inducted. So it should be some great speeches and some great moments, hopefully, going on Tuesday night. Wednesday night begins the two-night NXT TakeOver event known as Stand and Deliver. Night one will be on both USA and Peacock. Night two will be exclusively on Peacock. Some pretty significant matches happening. All of the championships will be on the line, including the tag team championships, the women's tag team championships, the North American title, and of course the NXT championship and the NXT women's championship as well. Marquee matches happening as well. I'm really excited to see Stand and Deliver over a two-night period. It should be amazing. Friday night is WrestleMania SmackDown or WrestleMania Friday, which will really lead into the big WrestleMania weekend. Some matches, as I've already mentioned, happening there for SmackDown. Then, of course, we got Saturday night, night one of WrestleMania, Sunday night, night two of WrestleMania. And then following that, History will be made as, for the first time ever, Stone Cold Steve Austin on the WWE Network on Peacock will welcome to his Stone Cold podcast, Chris Jericho, an AEW signed competitor. It's going to happen. It is not an April Fool's joke. It is crazy to see what has happened. And guess what? Vince McMahon authorized it. So we've talked about that forbidden door for AEW. That has been open to Impact Wrestling. That has been open to the NWA. That has been open to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now the Holy Grail. AEW, WWE, a combined situation that's happening on Peacock. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Apparently, nothing is off limits for this conversation. And so this is going to be must-see TV. What will happen from this? I don't know. Right? I don't know if this moves into a full working relationship potentially between WWE and AEW, but the forbidden door has been opened in a way that we have not seen ever before. Never before have we seen the NWA work with WWE, WCW work with WWE, AWA work with WWE. Now certainly, let me back up and say this. These things used to happen back when WWE was the WWF and they were their own territory. Back then, we had moments, if you go back to 1980, where the NWA world champion battled the WWE world champion. It was Harley Race against Bob Backlund 
in Madison Square Garden in a title for title situation. These things have happened, but not since WWE became a national and global juggernaut. And that's when these lines were drawn that should never be crossed. It's not the first time, but certainly it has been so long that modern wrestling fans haven't seen it. Consider that it's been 41 years since that particular match took place. So we've not seen this in the modern era of pro wrestling. And again, it's not an in-ring conversation or match. It's an out-of-the-ring conversation that's happening on a WWE platform. So this is major absolutely major and it's happening after wrestlemania on the wwe network which is on peacock which by the way i am officially saddened because the wwe network as a standalone product in the united states no longer exists it is done it is gone and it hurts my heart, to be honest with you. I remember the joy I had seven years ago being among the first to subscribe and what a moment it was. And I think only time will tell how successful this run on Peacock is going to be. I do feel like this. And, and you know, on one hand, it is a mammoth deal financially for the WWE where they gain basically a billion dollars over a five year period. They're not having to worry about the infrastructure of managing your own streaming platform, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I got to say it like this. In my mind, it is a difference between having an apartment or having a house, right? Like if you have a house, it's yours. It's your address. The mail is only coming to your spot. You don't have to share that with anybody else. Even if you are in a neighborhood, even if you do have an HOA, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're in an apartment, you have to share that overall space with other folks. So everything from your internet to basic utilities, et cetera, et cetera, are based on not just what is available there uh, in your specific spot, but what is available in the entire complex and in the building that you're in. So time will tell if this is a good move for the WWE and the WWE Network. As a user, I certainly found the WWE Network a lot more user-friendly, and on top of it being user-friendly, I found it to be uh, something that's just more conducive to how I want to watch WWE programming. I like the idea that I could just watch it continually, and you can do that on Peacock as the WWE Network is kind of its own channel. But in terms of some of the newer things, you have to watch that on demand. Or if there is a live event, you watch the live event and then there's nothing else that plays after that, which is unlike the WWE Network. Now, with that said, the reason that we don't have these kinds of complaints, say, with AEW is AEW was introduced to us not on their own platform, but on the BR Live platform. So there's not an expectation to continually watch what's going on with AEW. So interesting stuff, to say the least. One of the other pieces that's happening, of course, during WrestleMania is a lot of independent shows going on during the week and during the weekend. And, and AEW is jumping in with their very first house show this coming Friday night called The House Always Wins. Some pretty exciting things should be happening there as well. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, certainly we want to hear from you by way of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We've talked about quite a bit today. New Japan, SmackDown, WrestleMania week, and a little bit of SHW, which, of course, for SHW, 
26th were the final independent matches for the new AEW signees, the captain Sean Dean and Lee Johnson, who's a part of the Nightmare family. So those matches, along with the entire card, will be uploaded, of course, to IWTV and will be available for you to check out, hopefully, later this week. All right, guys, love you so much. Thank you for all that you do to support the faction. Remember to follow us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Until next time, family, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, collectively were known as The Faction. Have a great day. Here we go.